It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Hey guys, surprise. This is a surprise Thursday episode and it's it's going to be a good one because we have a guest. Yeah, we've had him before. He was a fan favorite then and uh, now the topic is going to be even better than it was. Father Ken, welcome back. What's up? Thanks for having me, girls. So Father Ken was with us on episode 145 a few months ago, September 4th podcast, and that was about spiritual warfare and divine mercy. And Father Ken is with the order, would you call it, it's called an order, right? Yeah, yeah. the right order. Yeah, so the Fathers of Mercy, check him out on Instagram, Fathers of Mercy. You'll see his fat face, his face. <laughs> I, I didn't mean, bring it back, bring it back. No. Did I say fat face? No. no. <laughs> it's out of the bag now. Check out my fat tongue. on Insta face. <laughs> You'll see his face everywhere plastered on Instagram, okay? It's not fat. It's not fat. It's, it's, it's clarify that right now. You'll see his fat face everywhere. Yeah. So, but today, so Father Ken, we were, last time we recorded, um, he had mentioned kind of about this topic of women's worthiness and how so many women feel unworthy. Mm. And they struggle with so many lies. Yeah. So it's like hearing, you know, people say, I'll never use algebra again in my life. And, you know, I think I was one of those kids in school that said the same thing. But as a confessor, you're constantly solving for X. A lot of times when people confess, they're confessing a variety of symptoms. This is the fruit that came off this tree, so to speak, the bad fruit that's fallen. And so as a confessor, you're listening to the theme of the confession and you're trying to identify what is the vice that's work and then what is the virtue that's going to be the antidote. And so Mm -hmm. these are the things that are running through my mind. And as I heard confessions over the last 12 years, uh, there's this generic theme of unworthiness that continues to come up that where people it's manifest in a variety of different ways but if you want a technical definition i call it existential self-abuse where people Mm -hmm. look at themselves in this negative lens they speak ill of themselves they beat themselves up um they use the word i am no good i am so stupid i am so ugly And Mm -hmm. it's just this language and these lies that have either been told to us or we tell ourselves or we hear in the culture. And so from this, I began just God enlightened me with a handful of questions and a handful of observations to help offset and undo that patterning, that lifelong patterning of I am not worthy, I am no good to be able to help a person speak truth over that and come through the lies that the devil and the culture tells. And and you were mentioning too, you know, you're only going to be as kind and gentle with a person as you're willing to be with yourself, which needs to be a quote plastered just about everywhere. 
<laughs> all over Instaface, like he was saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on face page too. Um, okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a reality because because that that was part of what I realized in the confessional is that I would have someone come in, man or woman. Uh, I was hard on my wife. I was hard on my children. I was hard on the clerk. I was hard on this, you know, and they make this list. And our Lord just inspired me one day to start asking people. Um, let me ask you this personal question. When you make a mistake, are you excessively hard on yourself? Mm -hmm. And it is the most common response I get, Father, if you only knew how hard I was on myself. Mm -hmm. And that began to open the door to this whole other line of questioning that I've discovered and in, in now help women with in, the, in my ministry. So. so do you find this is a big problem more so for women and men than men? Yes, yes yeah. definitely. Definitely. Do you but have it does any... exist within men, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt that it does across the board, but do you have any, I mean, you've done this for, and kind of experienced this for 12 years, so is there anything pointing us to why that might be more of a daughterhood issue than a... I, I think the devil's number one attack on woman is to destroy your dignity, because if mm -hmm. he can convince you in your mind that you are not worthy of God's love, then yeah. everything else is fair game. Because a woman who knows who she is who knows her dignity, who knows that when she rises in the morning, heaven bows their head to her as this beautiful princess, this daughter of God has is now getting active in the world, right? And the dignity and the power and the beauty of the feminine genius, the devil is absolutely terrified of. Mm. And in its humility, to be honest, St. Thomas says, Humility is the acknowledgement of truth or knowing your place and taking it. And for a woman to know their place in their proper dignity and to respect that and to embrace that, it makes all of hell tremble. And so yeah. that's why there's whole life, all of culture, all of the messaging we get is you're not good enough unless you have our product. You're not good enough unless you look this way. You're not good enough unless you behave this way. And so the trick is, is how do we see this through the lens of God versus the lens of the world and speak truth over ourselves? So Megan and I were talking about things that we feel like we hear in the DMs or just through callers that they're not worthy of. And a few that we were coming up with is not worthy enough of a good guy, not worthy enough of forgiveness, mm. not worthy enough of having good friends what were someone's not worthy of marriage um or the father wounds so not worthy of a father's love not worthy of being close to god um one that i personally have experienced is not worthy of a rest or break or not worthy of just like play pure yeah. pu purely for play like not having to earn rest yeah. um so those are some of the top ones that we've witnessed in our own circles yeah if I could add a, a, another dimension to that, how much of yeah. this do you see with people say, I have to prove my value through performance, through work, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through achievement? I, that's me. That's literally me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Megan, <laughs> Megan is queen of having to prove. <laughs> I think part of it's the athlete, but yeah. Well, so, so that's a great lie. Oh, 
okay debunk it or hit me let's with it. okay well let's just start yeah. let's let's go from let's go through it all right so let me think how do we want to approach this so let's just approach it just generically speaking here um so knee-jerk responses okay so okay. girls you who are listening i just need your knee-jerk response you can say this out loud okay are you worthy of god's love do you want us to reply as if we're listening no, you yep. guys can be quiet. No, we're not going to put you on put you on the the, uh, the hot seat so much. Okay. But you have your response, right? So both of you have your response. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's your intellectual response. Now let me ask the feminine heart, your feminine intuitive heart, your emotional intuitive heart, is she worthy of God's love? Now moving deeper to that spiritual heart, that little girl inside. Is she worthy of God's love? See, when I do this with people, sometimes you'll get yes, yes, no. Yes, I know the answer. I want to be, yes, I am, or any combination of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's important to look at these three dimensions of who the human person is because we're an intellectual person or an emotional person, but we're a spiritual person as well. So a trinity subsisting in a single unity, right? Maybe in the image and likeness of God. So some of the girls listening, you're going to have a variety of things. But if there was a no anywhere in there, we recognize that there's a lie. If there is, I want to be, there's a lie. If there is, yeah, cognitively, I know that I'm worthy of God's love. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, you just had to sell yourself that, right? So we know that there's, there's an element of the lie there. So, so now let's take it the next step further. See, I did this with this Dominican and she goes, she goes, no one's worthy of God's love. And I'm like, okay, oh Dominican, right? You know, <laughs> That's like, such a Dominican answer. <laughs> you're not kidding. You're not Savage. kidding. So, so let's break this down. Meg, what's your baby's name? Micaiah. Micaiah. So the second Micaiah was born, did you love him? Yes. 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 The second you, he was born, you loved him. Will there be, all right, let me, let me redirect. So the second he was born, you loved him. What did Micaiah do to earn your love? Absolutely nothing. He just existed. Okay, exactly. So you love him because he exists, correct? Mm-hmm. Will he ever lose your love? No. Will he test your love? Oh, yeah especially when he hits two and three. I'm yep. expecting it. <laughs> yep, it's coming. So, but regardless of how much he tests your love, he'll never lose it, correct? Correct. So if this is the way that we love our own children, mm -hmm. how much more does the father love you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like a hundred times a hundred. Comprehend, possibly. Comprehensible. Mm -hmm. So, when we look at this sense of worthiness, it's God loves us because we exist, not because of our behaviors, right? Just the way we love our own children, right? Behavior makes someone more likable, right? Yeah, yeah. It might help increase our capacity to know them, but it doesn't determine the outcome of, of my love for that other person. I love them because they exist. Yeah. And and having this mindset of love because of being, you know, 
it, it says in the scripture, when God made this, God made that, God made all these other things, he said they were good. But when God made man, he said he is very good. So when God made each of us, he looks at you as he knits you together in your mother's womb and says, you are very good. And I think for your listeners to sit with that, to sit with that reality that God made you very good, whether you feel it or not. Because mm -hmm. I can feel the heart of some of your women right now. There is this, there is this knife that is just twisted in them because of their brokenness, their woundedness, their sinfulness, something that might, might not be ordered properly in them. And they're saying, how can I be very good these things not being right. And God says, you are. The world says you're not. Mm. And so how do you think, I mean, we're, we're going to go through it, but how do you think like forgiveness plays into that? You know, it's that threefold element of it, right? Uh, one, to recognize that we were forgiven first for us to forgive ourselves for our own failings and then to forgive others. When we look at the cross, we have to say that I am worthy of Jesus's sacrifice. Not because of anything I did. It's actually my sins that put him there, but I'm worthy of it because he says so, because he chose to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the greatest expression of love is forgiveness. And we see this. I don't know if you two have had any major bumps in your marriages as of yet, but I always say the most important words in marriage and family are not, I love you. The most mm -hmm. important words in marriage and family are, I forgive you. Because mm -hmm. embedded in I forgive you is I love you so much that I am willing to suffer and still move forward towards a better day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's a path to freedom. Yeah. Can you, can you real quick um, go through those three questions that women need to ask themselves again? Let's, let's loop back to that at the end. Because okay. I, want, I want to give every woman here who's listening an opportunity for total freedom in the presence of God, their father. Okay. And I think if we save that for the end, I think it'd be a great way to end it. Okay. Great way to recap. Okay. Well, we're going to pause. We're going to pause everyone here. <laughs> okay. So before we move on to step two of what we wanted to talk about, um, everything Catholic is sponsoring this extra episode. So <laughs> Thank them with a follow on social media, with a purchase of their product. They're sponsoring this extra episode this week. Um, okay, so we just got packages from Everything Catholic. What did you get in yes. yours? Uh, oh my gosh, I got a Last Supper plaque. It's like an ivory, super pretty. I mean, it's one of those um, home decor items that we've talked about in the past where it's like, it could go with farmhouse chic, it could go <laughs> with vintage, it could go with whatever. Um, and then you got another item that would go, that would fit that same mold. It would go with any sort of 
Yeah. So I got this, um, it's a bust of Jesus with the thorns. What is it? It's ivory Jesus bust is what it's called on the website, but it's not like a weird kind of like light plastics, shiny styrofoam thing. It's you guys all know what I'm talking about. It's actually really stunning. It's heavy. It's so well-made. It's a good size. So it's not going to like take up your whole counter. Um, (laughs) It's not going to be like you're walking through, you know, the Vatican or the Louvre museum and seeing this giant bust. Yeah. Like it's great to have with like a candle next to it. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) so you guys check out everything catholic you can get 15 percent off their website with code heck capital h-e-c-k all caps heck for 15 percent off at everything catholic okay so father where do you want to go from here so let's tackle the lies that the devil tell us so identifying who is speaking these things of unworthiness to us so what I've identified, there's kind of three areas that that you are not worthy, you are no good come from. So it comes from the the devil, because I'm convinced that he's the one who started this whole business. It <laughs> comes from others in our world, but it also comes through ourself. So what the way we hear people or the way we treat and speak ourselves, the way we view ourselves. And so part of this is is kind of recognizing that the devil is at work. And how do we know when the devil is speaking versus someone else? Well, traditionally, the devil is not really creative, and he always speaks in the terms of accusations or temptations. So oh. these are kind of normative ways. Um, there's many other ways that he speaks, but but broadly, uh, in this context, uh, a- accusations or temptations. So if you make a mistake, something goes wrong, you hear in the back of your head, you are so stupid. You are no good. How could you do that? Right? So these they're hurling these accusations like like flaming javelins that are just coming to, to ignite and try to burn down your world. So others, when people come to you with, with expectations that are outside of Christ. So again, like in the work environment, when your boss comes to you and say your job wasn't good enough, well, that can be a proper correction. Like you did not meet the metrics that you are supposed to be held to, mm-hmm. right? But that's an observation, not a judgment. But when we take that and go f- forward with it, and it turns from a behavioral analysis or a performance analysis to an ad homium attack where they're attacking you as an individual, this is how we know also that these are ways that the devil tries to enforce the lies by using these other people to attack you in that same way. So again, making this distinction between being and behavior, someone telling you your behavior is no good, we want to take that and reflect upon that, see if there's truth in that. But when they attack your being saying that you are no good, that's where the line gets crossed. Yeah, your your whole identity. I feel like we see that even in people calling in about their marriages and stuff like that. It's almost like the corrections the husband and wife were giving each other were attacks to like who they are as humans instead of separated to, a, you know, a correcting an action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say this goes for parenting too. Shoot. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. And it's, you know, and there, so there's this whole thing about, about just being able to make the distinction when we speak to another person, am I dealing with a behavior or a being, right? Their being, their goodness. You know, this is where St. Paul says, um, 
or the scripture talks about not judging another person. Well, we are called to judge another person's behavior, determine whether or not it's virtuous or sinful, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what Christ calls us to do. And if we see our brother acting unvirtuously or sinfully, we're to call them to a higher standard, their dignity that they are. That's true friendship. That's true love. But judging that person saying, oh, because they're doing X, Y, or Z, they're no good. That's where we cross the line. So we're called to judge behavior, not the character of an individual. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, I mean, how many times have we had to go to friends and be like, I love you, but I can't love your sin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And even working together, like this is like the beautiful part of religious life. Someone comes to me and says, Father, that was a great homily, but you you stepped over a couple lines here. You know, here's you were either harsh in what you said, um, you didn't say enough, you you really kind you might have soft soaped something. I mean, to be able to get feedback on something is, is a gift. Yeah. So when, when people hear these voices, <laughs> these, these negative voices in their head without sounding schizophrenic here, um, <laughs> how, what, so, so what is that differentiating factor between I'm just telling myself this or the devil's telling myself without getting so scrupulous? I think if we just go straight after accusations, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Because because sometimes the devil can just tell you all of these things so much that you've built in a uh, a belief system or a play track. So like the third one we didn't talk about was was how this voice can come from ourselves. And mm -hmm. so it, it's like I had this one girl tell me one time she like made this whole thing about her father wound and how she's just tore up. And I'm like, my heart is bleeding for this poor girl. And then she reveals like she's 24 and she goes, she goes, yeah, my father. Like, I never felt loved by him because every time we talked, he only wanted to know how I was doing in my classes, what my grades were. And it was like, no, I don't think that's the whole story. So she had convinced herself or the devil had convinced her that her father didn't love her because the first thing that he would ask was, how are your grades? You know, this is a masculine approach versus a feminine approach, right? You yeah. know, she wanted dad to come and say, how are you? Tell me about you. Tell me about your friends. Tell me about your ecosystem, your world, right? Poor I man's forking over 20 grand a uh, semester. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's my money going and how are you performing? You know, it's a, yeah. you know, so it has nothing to do with his love for her, but she had convinced herself. And so now take this to marriage. How many times mm. do we convince ourselves of these stories that my husband always does this? right? My wife always, my children always. And so when you lock someone in that they always do that, that's all you that's see. A, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's, that's mm -hmm. so, so to answer your question, see, is to make a distinction between being and behavior. Am I truly authentically dealing with a behavior that I have or someone else has? Or am I going after the the essence, the being of that individual? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it helps clear the deck. It gives us one single question to ask to discern, is this of God or is this of me or is this of the devil? Yeah. The accusations are super helpful too, because like you said, you could get yourself into a play track where every time you mess up, you hear the same thing. Yeah. And that like, that should be a glaring red sign that it's Satan. <laughs> right. Well, and this is something I had to unprogram in myself is 
you know, I have ADHD, dyslexia, all these learning disabilities, and I can't read. When I read something, it's like pouring water in a sieve. At the end, <laughs> it's wet, but there's nothing in it. <laughs> and so my whole life, my whole academic life, which is a huge part of my life, right, is being forced with read this and tell us what you read. Reading That's comprehension, the death of every ADHD or I mean, I much less, I'm sure, dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, it was a thousand deaths. And so every time I would be forced to read, all I would hear is the education system saying, you have failed. Mm. The devil, you're so stupid. And so I would only use the word I am with a negative pejorative afterwards. I am so dumb. I am so stupid. I am so whatever. Or I could go to the other extreme because I was trying to compensate. So this goes back to our sports overachievement. Yeah. I, I was amazing <laughs> in a couple of sports. Yeah. And, but I, I'm so good. I'm the best. I am, you know. So mm -hmm. you go to positive pride or negative pride, but you're missing the median, which is where virtue is found. Right. Virtuous mean. It's the answer. So I want to pause here, <laughs> rough transition, <laughs> but before we jump into how we fix all this, okay, we're not going to, Father Ken's not going to leave you hanging. And see you later. <laughs> <laughs> now that you uprooted all the things in your life. <laughs> Everything Catholic though. Yeah. <laughs> they literally sponsored this entire episode. Like it's a bonus episode that exists because they wanted it to. So yes. Big so deal. <laughs> they send Megan and I each these advent wreaths. But what's really cool is it's not like the round leafy, like fake leaf kind of situation that you always find that has like wire in the leaves and like maybe some like gold sprinkles on it. The typical advent wreath. You the guys pine cone that's frosted. <laughs> the frosted pine cone. <laughs> this is like this uh handmade. Um, you can get it in walnut or cherry but this block and it has four. So everything Catholic has a whole fragrance line mm -hmm. and they make all hundred percent beeswax candles. Yeah. And so they have these four candles. Three of them have a purple ribbon. Um, one has a pink ribbon and you can choose the scents of them. Megan, what are the scents? The scents are chrism, incense, frankincense and myrrh, nativity, cedar and mint and rose. Yeah. And I've smelled, I've sniffed every single one of these. My <laughs> favorites are chrism um, and cedar and mint. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Cedar and mint is a top one for me as well. And then nativity. Frankincense and myrrh just smells Christmassy though. It does. It yeah. Does. So you guys check it out. What is it called on the website? Wooden advent wreath with candles. And it's very like mid-century modern. <laughs> Again, you can really, really play. Like I can already see it with like a poinsettia to the right. Oh, the, the, no, I, you probably know where you're going to put this. I mean, it's going on my table, but I just keep thinking about as someone that moves, you know, all the time, I'm like, how is this going to perform in a move? This would be ideal compared to yeah. the typical. I've already crushed one. I've crushed an, a, an, an advent, advent wreath before. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, this is this is actually a military grade, <laughs> military grade advent wreath, you guys, and you can get fifteen percent off with code HECK, all caps H E C K for fifteen percent off. So it's also not like weirdly feminine. I just want to like add that in. That's true. That mm-hmm. is true. I think Avery will really appreciate this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No glitter on this. <laughs> so, no, Father, looking at the website, okay. and it's actually pretty phenomenal. The the IHS crucifix and these beeswax candles look amazing. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh huh. They just have great we'll, quality. We'll circle back to that IHS crucifix because that one's really pretty. Mm-hmm, the gold one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Father, what do we do now? We can't leave these ladies hanging now that they've uprooted all these things in their hearts. Ooh. So let's let's get into if if you guys would be willing to mm-hmm. give me the opportunity to be vulnerable with me in this. Yes. Um, it, it Megan be- is. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you both, I want to be healed. Um, <laughs> um, yes. So, but what I want to do is I want to walk us through this exercise and I want to give us an opportunity to speak truth of ourselves because we can't undo years and years and years of patterning in just a few seconds. Actually, Christ can. Christ can literally wipe this out in us. But if for some reason at the end of this, there's still a temptation of these things, I want to give us some physical, uh, spiritual physical therapy, so to speak. So spiritual therapy okay. for us to do uh, in the following days and weeks over this to really help overcome this. Spiritual so, therapy, so good. Yeah. It's great. Well, and it's it's an exercise we can do to help undo the lies that have been told to us over our lifetime. So let's start with those questions again, right? Are you worthy of God's love? And everyone had their own set of responses. Yes, yes, no, 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 yes, yes, whatever. But this is an objective question. This is a question that has an answer that resides outside of us, regardless of how we feel. Just if I were to ask you, is your son worthy of your love? Mm-hmm. You're going to say absolutely 100% yes, right? What did he do to earn your love? Nothing. Nothing, right? You love him just because he exists. What if he comes to you one day and says, mom, um, I know you don't love me and there's nothing I can do to earn your love. What would you say? Uh, I'd be like, what your, happened to you today? Oh yeah. I would also, yeah. Wow. I went to humor. I was thinking like, what? <laughs> I'd be like, Let's okay, break this down. What, yeah. What yeah. kind of sick joke is this? Right. Well, and that's, and that's hysterical too, because when you look at that, it's like your first response is that's so absurd. It yeah. has to be a joke. Right. So, so imagine how God, the father feels when we look at ourselves and say, I am not worthy of the father's love. Like yeah. has to break his heart because somebody got in there somewhere and convinced you of the most untrue thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we do this? We recognize that this is an objective truth that regardless of how we feel, God loves us because we exist. Mm-hmm. And so this one, girls, I would like to invite you to answer this out loud. Maybe pull over, pause this until you can be vulnerable and really answer this and and make this a special moment. Girls, are you worthy of God's love? Yes. Yes. Some of it or all of it? All of it. Why? Because we exist. My blood's pumping and I'm here. Yeah, you exist. 
emotionally speaking, in that feminine heart, in the intuitive heart, is she worthy of God's love? Yes. Some of it or all of it? All, all of it. it. Why? Because we exist. Because it exists, yeah. That, that same woman exists. Yeah. In that spiritual heart, in that created being, that imago dei, that little girl inside. And some of your listeners, that's where the first wounds took place. Is she worthy of God's love? Yes. yes. Some of it or all of it? All, all of it. it. Why? Because she exists. Daughter of God. Yeah, that's actually a better answer. That's right. Will she ever lose God's love? Nope. No. Will you ultimately test God's love? Mm-hmm. Every day. Every My day. kids make that very apparent to me that I right. do the same to God. <laughs> So if you're worthy because of your existence, are you worthy of his gifts? Yes. Yeah. Are you worthy of God's promises? Yes. Are you worthy of his healing? Yes. yes. Are you worthy of an amazing husband? Yes. Are you worthy of amazing children? Yes. Yes. For the some of you girls listening, are you worthy to be called to religious life, to be a bride of Christ? Yes, they are. See, this is an objective reality. I could just as easily ask you, is water wet? Is the sun bright? Is it humid in Auburn, right? (laughs) (laughs) These are all objective truths. The same thing with God's love for us. Mm-hmm. The question is, is that how do we speak it? You know, when we use the word I am for now on, we have to be very careful with what comes next. You'll notice in this exercise, we said, I am worthy of God's love. I am worthy of God's gifts. I am worthy of an amazing husband, right? So, When we use that word, I am, only thing that follows I am should be a truth statement. And so for any of you girls out there who are struggling with emotional self-abuse, beating yourself up, you know, any of that stuff, I want you to take a rosary. And on each bead of the rosary, speaking from the intellect, from the emotions, from that spiritual heart, and I want you just to speak truth over yourself. And just take your rosary, go around the entire rosary, just make a lap around it. Do this where you can be quiet, vulnerable in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, alone in your bedroom, just somewhere you can be vulnerable. And just say the words, I am worthy, and then fill in the blank. I am worthy of all of God's love. I am worthy of all of God's gifts. I am worthy of all of God's promises. I am worthy to forgive those who have wronged me. I am worthy to walk in this dignity of whom God made me. I am worthy to see my vocation fulfilled. And some of these you're going to have to repeat, right? Because we speak with power from our intellect, from our emotions, from the spiritual heart, and allowing each one to 
feel the area where they struggle the most, and then to speak truth over that hurt or over those challenges. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've been saying this to yourself every day for, you know, eight years, yes. it's going to be hard even to admit it maybe the, on the first bead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part is, is to overcome the lie. But what I hope we've identified pretty clearly in this conversation is your worthiness has nothing to do with the way you feel or the way that you have behaved. Your worthiness is totally dependent on the way the father looks at you. And girls, the father looks at you as his daughter in whom he is well pleased. He, his heart leaps for joy at your existence, at your presence. When you ever so slightly turn your heart to his, it warms his heart. And that's so good because Megan and I, we've laughed about this before, even on the podcast, is how there's this such, such a thing of like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just this daughter of Christ. That's all I need to be is be this daughter of Christ. And I just need to be and be this daughter of Christ. But mm. it's like, how? No one talks about the how. Like, <laughs> But this is exactly what it, this is the how. Yeah, this is the how. It's to affirm yourself and then now take this affirmation that you've received, not sit here and just only soak in that. But now how can I go out and honor the father? Like yeah. I want every girl to go out and read Mark Twain's Joan of Arc. And like, and that's who I want each and every one of you girls to be is a freaking warrior to go mm -hmm. out there and smash skulls, takes names for Jesus. Not literally. But <laughs> Well, I was going to say too, even just share like you saying your worth is in how the father looks at you. And then he just looks at you as someone whom he's well pleased with. It's like you immediately hear that and like visualize that. And you're like, how can I like honor him? I want to please him more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Like that's the natural thought you have after that. Yeah. Well, in it, in it, it so now from this, like, okay, so how do I repent? How do I make a good confession, right? Seek to better myself, live virtuously, serve those around me. And so your vocation dictates a lot of this. For those of your listeners who are married, for you two, it's like, how do I serve my husband? How do I serve my children? How do I keep my house, right? It's, it's not, it, that doesn't make you more or less worthy, but to come out of this now to clean your house because it's the right thing to do versus cleaning your house to keep your husband off your back or to please him, right? You're doing it to please the father, not anyone else. We're more concerned with what God thinks of us versus what we think of ourselves. And there's such a difference between proving and pleasing. Yes. Mm. Oh, say more, say more. <laughs> father just leaned back in his chair like he was... Take it away. Ecstasy. <laughs> no, there is. Because I think, especially when you, I don't know, back to the husband analogy, um, women can easily be offended and see that as, I don't need to prove to my husband that I did anything today. Like, I don't need to prove to my husband that I'm a good wife or prove to my husband that, you know, I deserve all these things that he's giving me. Or, you know, I don't need to prove to my husband that, 
I can stay home so that he can work hard. Like all of these things, whatever it is, but why not look at it? It's just like, I want to please my husband. And when that is my goal, all these other things fall into place. So it's not like to God, you're proving your holiness. That's why I go to confession or why to go to, I go to mass. Cause I'm trying to prove my holiness to God or prove my holiness to ex- externally to friends or social media or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's actually like, I want to please God. That's why I do these things to better myself. Yeah. There's just like a mutual teamwork almost, or like a mutual love of like, I want to give back what you've given me. Well, it's like a good version of never enough. Like you're not counting, you know, um, like there's never enough things. If, if you, if your desire is to please your husband, you're not counting all the things you're doing. True. And same with God. Like if you're, if you want to please God, you're not like one rosary, that's enough for today. Like check did my good deed. You know, it's like, you want to please him through every single thought, action, words. It's, it's not just this like yeah. boxed thing where you're, you know, good to go. It's, I mean, that's, that's what love is, is that love doesn't look at self. Love looks at the other and it's sacrificial. And to be able to count on the other people to care for me while I'm concerned about what the father has asked me to do, like that's where true freedom is found. Every time I've struggled in my priesthood, the antidote is always coming back to what is the father asking of me right now and how can I do it the best way possible? And Mm -hmm. it just, it becomes the secular love. Because no one knows the father except the son, and no one knows the son except the father, and anyone <laughs> the son reveals him to. And so if I'm about the father's business, the father's going to point me back to the son, where the son reveals the father to me in a new way. And my sonship deepens. The love that he has for me becomes more real. And I'm able to serve Christ and his people and my brothers and sisters and see others as my brothers and sisters versus objects or um resources mm-hmm. and, and it's same thing as you know i will christ with this church as you know husband and wife um if if you want to please your husband there's just a natural instinct of him wanting to please you and it's this bouncing off of each other of good works that it it just never ends like the word you used is cyclical and that's really a great term for it yeah yeah done healthy in the proper spirit it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah so yeah so well these well, are the three ways to heal is is one to speak truth over ourselves in that rosary exercise saying the words i am worthy and then speaking the truth that mm-hmm. follows the second is holding yourself accountable without harshness or laxity if you make a mistake or or blow something horribly, identify what was wrong in the behavior and not beat up the person of yourself or another. And then lastly, this is my favorite reflection in spiritual direction. Um, Matthew 16, 18, when Jesus came, took the apostles of Caesarea Philippi, he says, who do you say that I am? So Jesus says, who do you apostles say that Jesus is? But I want you to be able to answer that, but then flip it around and put yourself in the presence of Christ, put yourself in the presence of the Father and the Holy Spirit, and say, who do you, most holy trinity, say that 
I am. And listen to the Holy Trinity speak truth over you. It's life-changing. That'd be such, so many times people go into adoration, they're like, well, I don't know what to do. And like, you can just sit there and adore, but that's a great question to ask God. Yeah. Who do you say that I am, Jesus? Yeah. So Father, with that, where can they, where, like people are going to be obsessed with this and sharing it and they're going to listen to this three, four, five times. I already know <laughs> not to flatter you, but yes, to flatter you. Um, where can they find more of you? Like, do you, can, can you rattle off your new book and the book you had previously? Yeah, I just, I think like the one thing, like, you know, stay, stay with, with this podcast, stay with these girls. And, you know, because like, this is really, I've not done this in a broad sense. I've only done this in, in women's retreats and small settings to, to really address this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to, to reflect on this and just to relive this, as you said, uh, to grow as a Catholic, you can get one of my books. Why be Catholic is the first book. My second book that was just released. If you really want to try to get into the spiritual warfare out, element really own your own spiritual warfare uh get my book spiritual warfare and divine mercy the weapon for our times both of these are available through amazon um but spiritual warfare and divine mercy is such a important message for our culture today so i really would like to encourage you ladies not only to get this for yourselves but please get this for a man in your life yes I am girls. I don't have to sell you on the crisis in masculinity in our culture today. And men want to step up. They want to be a man. They want to own it and they want to win it, but they don't know how because our church has failed in teaching it. And so I don't say I have all of the answers, but I give a good framework on the what, why, and then also practical ways of how to engage in the spiritual warfare. And it's both for men and women, but really it helps a lot of men. It's incredible. And guys, you can find it's Father Ken, K-E-N, Geraci, G-E-R-A-C-I. And he was the cool Ken before the Ken Ken. Um, (laughs) Hey, Father, have you seen that movie, Barbie? You know, amazingly, I haven't. Somehow I missed it. I don't know. It's really not worth it. Megan liked it. I like it. I ordered it on Amazon and I thought it was actually the stupidest movie I've ever seen. Like, you know, so many political commentators were arguing about the true deeper meaning. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. There is no meaning. There is absolutely (laughs) no meaning. (laughs) But anyways, I need to see father singing that Ken song. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh no. No, no, no. Listen, listen. All my spiritual daughters know that the greatest movie in all of cinema history is Armageddon with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and Liv Taylor. Greatest cinema ever. It's based on a true story. I don't know if you knew that or not, but it's the greatest movie ever. Well, it might not be true, but it would be true. Anyhow, best movie ever. Armageddon. There we go. There you have it, folks. You girls haven't seen this? No. No. Gosh. I'm like, I'm like, uh, cinematically inept. Yeah, Honestly, same though. (laughs) Okay. But everything Catholic, everything Catholic, thank you for sponsoring this episode. So there's this incredible crucifix that they have. I just sent it to Megan. Told you we would circle back to it. Yes. Was that the one? It's antique gold filigree IHS crucifix. 
it's incredible because it's not the shiny gold. It's like a brass gold. So it looks incredibly expensive, which we all, I mean, who wouldn't want an incredibly looking expensive crucifix hanging on their wall? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but this is, it's, it's really beautiful. I've actually never seen one like this and it actually really does look like you got it from an antique store. Yes. So it is incredible. Check out everything Catholic. You can get 15% off site-wide with code HECK, capital H, capital E-C-K, with code HECK for 15% off with everything Catholic. And I'm going to link all of Father Ken's. You can follow him on, again, Fathers of Mercy on Instagram, but I'm going to link his two books. So check them out. And then I'll also link our first podcast we had with him, episode 145 mm -hmm. on September 4th. Um, father, thank you so much for coming on. Good. I already awesome. know that women already have like a whole, we should have, we should have given like a warning. You need a notebook for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, notebook in a safe place. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, there's all, all girls. All I want for you is to know who you are in the eyes of God. And that is the greatest gift. A, a woman fully alive is one of the most powerful creatures that have ever existed because you know that you are loved by the creator and are made for greatness. That's a perfect way to end it. I shouldn't. So graceful. I should not open my mouth anymore for this podcast. <laughs> we'll just cut right there. We'll cut right here. And on that note, thank you, Father. We love you. We so appreciate you. Love you, girls. God bless you all. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.